Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Tourpreneur podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to give you my top five do's and don'ts when it comes to SEO. I'm going to start with a do, and that is to make sure that your site is optimised for speed. Now, a site should fully load within around three seconds, quicker if at all possible. Now, that does depend on the various plugins that you could be using on the website, or things like chatbots, you could be using a background video, you could be using a review widget that pulls in reviews dynamically. All these things add weight to a page. So there's always a balance of site speed, and usability. Now, don't try to strive to have a 100% speed rating on your website, because if you do, you've got a good chance of your website not functioning or having the things on it that you really need to make sure you have an operational business. But what you really want to do is at least get to 90% and above. So make sure your website is fast, make sure that website is optimized in the right way, as it is an important ranking factor. Now, Caching your website, you can do through various things. If you have a WordPress website, I recommend either the Lightspeed plugin, because that really depends on your server. So there's a Lightspeed plugin or the W3 Cache plugin. There are others, but that's the two that I recommend. You should also use what's called a content delivery network. That is a CDN. Cloudflare is one of the industry standards. If you use a CDN, that allows you to have your website hosted on multiple servers across the world, making your website faster to the end user in that country. It offers more firewall capabilities, but also offers many speed improvements. So you are able to cache your, your website, minify the code on your website using Cloudflare without having to touch an ounce of code on your website. So have a CDN if you want to make sure your website is secure, but also fast. Another thing you can really be doing is making sure your images are compressed. Now, compressing images is one of the main factors for a website running slow, as larger images take longer to load. One plugin, again, if you're using a WordPress website, that I recommend is a plugin called Smush Pro. Now, you do get a free version of Smush, but I would pay for the Smush Pro because it gives you additional benefits. And what this does is that it compresses your images as you upload them into WordPress, but also can convert your uh, images into what's now called the WebP format. This is a new format that allows your images to be even smaller, but still look high quality on your website. So use a Smush Pro plugin to allow your website to be faster. And again, by using a CDN, it allows you, as I say, to minify your code. So what it does is it combines all your CSS and all your JavaScript on your website. It combines them into one file. Because having these multiple files loading up in different places from different 
platforms, could be your booking platform, it could be from Google, wherever that would be, it combines it all into one file so it then loads on your website faster. And that's where something like Cloudflare can help you with, just by a few clicks of a button. And the last thing I would say is to limit as many of your redirects as possible. Now, redirects are really important, especially if you have had an old website and you're re rebuilding a new website and some of those URLs have changed. You want to make sure that those old, old uh, URLs go to the new URLs. But if you have lots of them, and, and I mean like hundreds of them, and I have came across that before, it can slow down your website a little because it takes a little bit of time, that little fraction of a second for Google to know that that used to be the page, now you're going to this page. So try to limit the redirects as much as you possibly can. So this is just a few things that you should be doing on your website to make sure it is faster. I am now going to come on to my top don't, and that is to stay away from these link building farms. Now, backlinks are really important for your ranking on your website and your SEO, but there's many services out there for like on Fiverr and People Per Hour where you can pay $10, $50, and they'll say they'll put your link on hundreds of websites which will help boost your rankings. Please, please, please stay away from these services. They do more harm than good. Back in the old days of, of web, building, using these link farms was good and a great way of gaining new rankings very, very quickly. But now with all the recent algorithm changes over the years, Google frowns upon this practice and penalizes websites massively when they have these link building farms. They want to make sure that the link that is linking to your website is of high quality and relevant to your business and the content on that page is relevant to your business. So if you just have your link plastered around everywhere, you can actually lose rankings because Google will penalize you. So please, please, please do stay away from these link building farms. Now, a great way to build links in terms of backlinks is to publish good organic content content that people want to share. Maybe even you're doing some PR pieces that are then shared on you know, Yahoo, the New York Times, maybe even you could get on the BBC website if you're getting really good stories from that. Things like that, things that have a high domain authority linking back to your website. That's the type of things you want to do and want to focus on. But that comes by producing really good content that people want to share. So when it comes to link building, that is the best way to secure your website for future releases of Google's algorithm because they'll put that weight and give you better rankings when it's something that's relevant to your business. So please do make sure that your content is newsworthy. You, know, you may be sponsoring a local event or creating something for a charity or you just have a really good story to tell. Get that out there. Maybe use a PR firm or some online PR service to get that out there as well and create those backlinking opportunities. But do it from really good content. My third point, which is a do, and that is to make sure that you optimize your content properly. Now, the first thing before optimizing any content is to do keyword research. This is when you find out which keywords and which questions your customers and your target audience are asking. What are they actually typing in to make sure that they can find your business? You know, if they're asking questions, use them as blog titles or put them into your FAQs or things that people are wanting to read or the information that they're wanting to find out. They may appear on your website. And if Google sees that you're answering those questions, this will help you, again, gain a few points in rankings. So make sure you do keyword research because this is a backbone for all marketing going forward, not just your SEO and optimizing your website, 
but what you could be using in your ads if you're doing Google ads or in your messaging or your marketing messaging on different platforms. Keyword research is vitally important. Now, there is a free tool. Google has Keyword Planner. You do need to have an ad account with them to use it, but it's free to set up, and that will allow you to type in a few keywords or things that are relating to your business, and Google will give you a list of the keywords that are most searched or are the most competitive or have the most opportunity. If you want to dive in further, I would look at tools like SEMrush. We can go really in-depth with the keyword analysis and give you some of those keywords that you could be using that maybe others and other competitors are not using at this moment in time. So please make sure you do some keyword research. And anytime you are optimizing your content on your website, make sure it is relevant for that piece of content. Gone are the days are when you stuffed loads of keywords onto a page. You only want to maybe add two, possibly three keywords on a particular page if it's relevant to that content. So if your main keyword that you want to attract is whitewater rafting, for example, make sure you have two or three instances of that within that article and your article is based around whitewater rafting and talking about whitewater rafting could be the top five things to do or to consider when it comes to whitewater rafting. Whatever that article is, make sure the keywords are relative to the content on that page. Also, make sure you include lots of photographs and videos on the page. Because again, Google wants to see this on your page because they'll make sure that the page is going to make the page sticky. People are going to read it and watch it and watch videos that are on that page. And the longer you spend on that page, Google will see that as relevant content. So add really good images, really good videos, videos pulled in from YouTube. Again, all that helps. Anything you can use from Google, all that will help you in your uh, ranking efforts. One thing to also include is to make sure every single page has an optimized meta title and meta description. Both of them help not just with your rankings, but help inform the user that the page they're about to click into is relevant for what they have searched for. So it's vitally important that you make sure both of them are optimized as well. And the last thing about that I would say is, and I have seen it time and time again, is make sure that your page that you're optimized only has one heading tag, one H1 tag. You can have multiple H2 tags, H3 tags, etc., etc. But every page should only have one H1 tag because this is the title that Google will see as the main topic of your page. That is the question that maybe someone is asking is the H1 of your title. So make sure that has the right keywords. It's maybe answering a question, but that you only have one per page. My next don't is maybe a little bit controversial because some people don't agree with me, but I think uh, it's, it's a vitally important one because I've seen so many operators and, and people getting hung up on this. And that's if you are using a tool like Yoast or some other similar tool on your website to manage your meta titles and descriptions and your SEO, ignore their scoring reports. Now, you might see the little icon or the percentage or the color next to your content, either in green or in orange, when Yoast is thinking, this page isn't well optimized. I would say ignore that. As long as you know that your page and the content is optimized for the keywords that you have found, the keywords that you have researched and is relevant to your audience, that is enough. Because the thing about Yoast is it doesn't know your target audience, it doesn't know your tone of voice, and it doesn't know your business. So how can that then create a report on, this is how good we feel that your business is? You need to use tools like SEMrush and other tools like that by giving it good information to tell it that this is what you should be scoring for. 
whereas Yoast is very basic and doesn't have those capabilities. So I would say to most extent, ignore that scoring. Use it as a guide to maybe think about pages that you want to check just to make sure, but don't get hung up in the scoring and try to make sure you get green. Just make sure that the keywords and the content on the page is relevant to your audience and relevant to what Google wants to see. Google, at the end of the day, is king here, not com uh, companies like Yoast. And my next do ties in with the keyword research and the content that you produce, as well as the questions you may answer. Now, if you are having posts or FAQs or things like that where you're answering people's questions, make sure you set up that page in a really clean, logical way that is free from lots of code, etc. And if your website is built in the right way, this will help. The reason why I'm saying this is for future, well, in fact, it's happening now, but even more so in future, if you have really good content that's optimized for your keywords, you will then be optimized for voice search. A lot more people are talking to Alexa or talking to the Apple HomePod or whatever that may be and asking it questions and then having those questions come back about a particular topic. So this is all comes from the content that you put on the page, make sure it's clean, it's relevant, and that's where it is found on your Google rankings. So make sure that the content you produce is answering those questions. Now, for example, if I was to talk to my Apple HomePod and say, what are the best bars in Boston? Or what is the best things to do with my kids in New York City? Those are the sort of questions you maybe want to answer on your website, and it has a really good chance of it ranking well because you're answering those questions for the consumer as well as, and that will then help you come up on voice search as well. So voice search is big just now, but it's gonna become indispensable in the future, even more so in the next few years. So make sure any content you produce will work better and work cleanly and work really well with voice search. So those are just some of my top do's and don'ts when it comes to SEO. Obviously, SEO is a vast, vast topic that we could be talking hours on, and there's many different facets that we could be discussing. And we will be going into more in-depth with our entrepreneur sprints, as well as future podcasts as, and other articles as well. But look at those do's and don'ts. See if you are optimizing your content or you are you know, thinking about your site speed or whatever that may be. Look at those do's and don'ts. Make sure you are or are not practicing in any of those things. And if, you're, if you are, implement those changes or like, for example, link building, stop that now. And then there's ways of telling Google to then take those, what we would call toxic backlinks away. So have a look at what you're doing. And I hope those do's and don'ts will maybe shed in some light and how you can rank better with companies like Google.